Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies, and today my guest is award-winning writer-director Neil Laboot. Welcome to the show, Neil. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Good, 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 good. I'm excited to talk about your new movie, House of Darkness, which I saw at the premiere at the Santa Barbara International Film Festival this last March, and I have to tell you, it did provoke a lot of discussion afterwards, so it is a thought-provoking oh, film. I went with several friends, yeah, and and enjoyed it. So let's tell the audience right before we even start what House of Darkness is all about without giving away too much. Without giving away too much. Well, uh, two people meet in a bar and a man and a woman and the man offers uh, a ride home to the woman and takes her to her home in the woods. He's invited in and what feels like, I guess, the beginnings of perhaps a rom-com takes a darker turn. And we uh, we follow that, I guess, date in quotes at least. It almost it feels like in real time for the next 90 minutes we're with these people and, and seeing where this uh, this meeting leads us. And that's all we're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that fair enough? That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a start anyway. It's a good start. It's a good start. Yeah, it does. It's a very interesting film. Talk a little bit. You have Justin Long, who's great in this, and Kate Bosworth, Gia Crovatin? Crovatin, yeah. Crovatin and Lucy Walters. Uh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful women. You've surrounded yourself with gorgeous women in this. Well, and uh, so let's talk about the casting of this. You know, yeah. how did you choose Justin and, and Kate and the rest of the cast? Uh, Justin was um, someone who I'd worked with in, in a theater project uh, a few years before. And um, I thought he was a great idea. Producers brought him up. Uh, producer had a connection to him, I think. Gosh, maybe even through through college. They'd stayed friends. And and he just seemed like the right kind of guy for it. You know, where I, I've a number of times in my career, I've, I've cast people who I think an audience likes both as an actor, but also as just a person, you know, they, right. you see Justin and you go, Oh, that's a funny guy. I like him. Yeah. Um, and so they, they give them a lot of rope, you know, and room to breathe in a situation like this, a guy who, who calls himself a nice guy, but you're maybe unsure by the time you get to the end of the movie, you know, what kind of guy he really is. You take a person like Justin and the audience goes on the ride with you for a lot longer, I think. So he just seemed like the right sort of every man for, for the, for the role. Kate, I had worked with in the past as well. And she just has a perfect kind of ethereal beauty yeah, and a stillness, you know, which is really important is that she she can really, reacting is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Gia has that same ability. Lucy's in the film a little less, uh, has a little less screen time, but but Gia also, you know, they, they're very good at staying just very still and watching you. And I think that's kind of unnerving both to the audience and to the to the character that Justin plays, um, that they're very watchful and, and keep just listening to what he says as he kind of like trips himself up, you know, as he's talking about him, himself and his his life um, in the movie. So Kate just felt like the the right kind of person to convey the various aspects, I guess is all I'll say, of that character. It felt like different material for her. Yes, it is, actually. But she, you're right. She is beautiful and ethereal, and you can see why he was attracted to her, obviously. And uh, yeah, and there was good chemistry between the two of them in this film also. Absolutely. Well, it turned out to be real chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, so, so you know, it, it's funny how, like, you know, looking back, you go, oh, yeah, I sort of noticed that. They really did click. And it helps you as you're, as you're working. It's like, oh, this is just, this is just for free. This is just... <laughs> 
happening here as, as these people are are working together. They're really enjoying the time that they're they're working together, and so that was a, that was a great benefit. You just get lucky, you know, in casting. You either get the right people, and, and why does someone work on screen, and why they don't doesn't another person, or why do two people work well together? It's a mystery to most everybody, you know. Otherwise, somebody would be selling this stuff, right. you know. You just hope you get it right, and and I think we did there. And Gia is uh, an actor I've worked with a number of times. I'm also married to her. Oh, so, okay. Uh, that, that, you know, well, she's gorgeous. Casting. Thank you. You're makes welcome. the casting process much easier. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I've still been turned down before, so it doesn't always make a sure thing. But she thought this was a fun part and gave her a big juicy monologue to bite into. And Lucy is someone I knew from New York. We both knew, and uh, and so it was a very small contained cast. But that was kind of how everything came to be. Well, it's it's good. You mixed it up well. You know the alchemy. <laughs> Yeah. Your special sauce in there. Well, I mean, you laugh there and, and smile, but but it is that is kind of the word, you know. What? Why does you create? Or why do you create gold? Sometimes and other times, it's absolute tin, right? You know, and it, it seems like it's the same process, <laughs> but sometimes um, people you think, wow, they, they actually just don't play well together, or, or this person doesn't feel like they're great in relationships in movies, or and yet they're a great action star, or it's it's just funny what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, and that's what's you know you know certain actors stay in in a certain lane because I know that's a good lane for them to stay in, that's and right. other right. actors um, such like Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is somebody who's you know done many 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 different things in his career yeah. and has stretched himself, and you can't really pinpoint him in one lane, which that's is right. a wonderful you know, and that's that versatility yeah, very true. you know. Very true. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the where where did you film this? Filmed in Arkansas, rural Arkansas, uh, and uh, found this this home that had been privately built and was available wow. for use. Um, and it gave us a sense of you know the the trappings of a castle without really being a castle. Um, and, it, and so it kind of fit the 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 mode of what we needed, um, but didn't you know wasn't too on the nose it, it didn't feel like oh it's 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 too obviously a a gothic <clears throat> castle but did we shoot this overseas or whatever it meant to be an american um home but it but it is a big large private uh place with a lot of lot of um uh acreage around it so it just uh, it managed to work for us and um financially you know you're always looking for uh what's the best place to shoot and 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 there always seems to be different tax breaks in different parts of the country, you know, and, and Arkansas just kind of fit the bill at that particular time and had enough infrastructure and crew. And we uh, we said, let's take a chance on it. Well, it, it it's another character in this film. So you, you, you landed. One of the few. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, it's amazing. That's a private home. That's that's amazing in yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I think it's for sale as well. Uh, so, you know. <laughs> You're looking for a, you know, thirty thousand foot um, faux Scottish castle. I know where you can find one. There you go. This is a good advertisement for that. <laughs> the, the owners are going to be very grateful to you for putting in that plug today. Yeah, well, there's a lot of beautiful. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful stuff there. I must say, a lot of he's uh, the, the man who who built it is a. Um, I think he made his fortune in in um, woodwork. You know, like like. Oh. Um, luxury uh woodwork for inside uh, homes and uh, and so that is throughout that place uh only only the best you know ceilings and 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 uh, moldings and all that 
but he spared no expense on that. But yeah. it's a, a really fascinating place. It is. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I was fortunate, you know, I, as I said, I saw this at the Santa Barbara International Film Festival, so I got to see it on the big screen, which is the way that movies should be seen, I always it's say. Still nice, it's still a nice way to see movies, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. With an audience and how they're reacting and, you know, it's just the experience that Hopefully, we'll never go away. I don't think it will, but let's hope it doesn't yeah. go away. I mean, so. Well, can you imagine that someone seeing like Jaws for the first time on their iPhone? Right. Uh, it just it just can't be the same experience, right? And oh, I guess no. yeah. I guess they're okay with that. But it's it's having having been through both. It doesn't quite feel the same. No, it doesn't. I, I, I totally agree with you. I don't even like to watch them on my computer. So I, I hook my computer up to the, you know, my big screen TV. I'll when, tell you what, though, I will. I, I you? Got to, yeah, you know, I mean, because when, you know, how life changes for you and you don't have that freedom of just like, oh, I'm going to run down and see a matinee, you know, at, you know, at Lincoln Center, it becomes, uh, there's a, a film that comes of some French movie you want to see. You're either going to see it on iTunes or you're not going to see it. So, iTunes it is. You know, I, I, I've learned to adapt, but I, I, I do miss this, the big screen when most of the time when, when I see something. When you can do it, yeah. Why did you, I mean, you wrote this film, so um, why make this movie and then why now? Well, now is because <clears throat> probably a couple of things. You know, I, I don't think it ever grows old, our interest in male, female, not even male, female, but, but relationship power dynamics. You know, I've always been fascinated by those. And, and, and that's as, as much a conversation today as it was 30 years ago or, or 150 years ago. Um, the dynamics do change, but it's, it's always interesting to us. Why, what, what works in a relationship? Why do, does this person have power? Why do, you know, how, how do the dynamics work? And, um, and I've written a lot about that kind of thing. And so have. I use that as a stepping stone into the horror genre on this particular film. But I um, I think people are interested in that, as I say, now as well as any time. Uh, but also just economically, um, I wrote the movie and, and not long after that, COVID happened. And it was the kind of movie that people were looking for that they felt like could legitimately get made within those confines. Small cast very few locations uh, with the kind of restrictions that people were working with during COVID. It was a movie that you felt like, Oh, this will get made and hopefully not get shut down or anything like that. Whereas a bigger production just ran a lot more risks. So that was also a reason why now that, that, you know, that it, it, it just was a good fit for the times. Um, but uh, in terms of my writing it, I just, um, I've, I've always been interested in horror uh, I've always liked vampires, um, and I obviously love relationship dramas and comedies. And so a marriage of the two felt like an interesting thing that I hadn't worked on yet. And so I concocted this thing. <laughs> and it's, as I said, it's, it's a really uh, interesting movie, again, that, you know, will spark conversation afterwards, which is always, I think that's a good thing. It's, you know, I've said before on this show, if you just go to the movies and you just go, oh, okay, that was good. And you walk out and that was it, you know, um, but yeah. when, if it's a movie that you uh, can talk about later and, and, and get into a deeper discussion about, then it's more fascinating or a movie that lingers in your mind that you, you know, continue to think about days after. 
um, those to me are the great movies and they can be, yeah, great when that yeah, happens. Yeah. And I, you know, that's why I love doing what I do with, with independent filmmakers and documentarians because, you know, those are the kinds of films that are not, you know, the normal genre. It's different right. and they're unique and that's what I enjoy about them. I also, my very first Sundance was in 1997 and that's when your film in the company I of men. Premiered. And I have to say, that was the movie everybody was talking about at Sundance. And uh, you went on to win quite a few awards after for that film in the company of men. It still stands up today. It's a good one to watch if if you haven't seen it before or if you haven't seen it in a long time. I would recommend finding in the company of men because you're again a relationship. So, you know, there's some similarities. It's the company of men is quite the opposite of um, House of Darkness. Yes. And so let's talk about that journey to both of these films. Um, well, yeah, I've, I've certainly written about businessmen a number of times. There's a dynamic there of, of the, the working person and particularly the working male, you know, the, 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 the kind of person that it breeds, you know, working in an office and, and, and having these ambitions that push you to be first and um, and control a situation and and makes for an interesting character to write about, you know. So I've written about it on stage. I've written about it on television and on screen. Um, so yeah, for twenty five years or so, it's it's kind of fascinated me um, putting those people in in various stories. And uh, I ended up writing another one here. Yes, <laughs> you have. So obviously, you're fascinated and interested in, in doing that. You started off as a playwright. How did you yep. segue from being a playwright into directing movies and writing movies? Well, I was a, a little bit of a frustrated playwright, um, as we all are. You know, uh, just the, the the time that it takes to to get things up and running. And um, I had watched a lot of movies in my day, but really didn't know that much about the creation of movies um, or as much as I, you know, I might have, have read about. Uh, and so uh, while I was off writing plays and having things done regionally, uh, someone had um, taken one of my scripts and wanted to make a, a film out of it. So they, they, they had um, um, given me some money and, and said, we're going to go make a film and, and we'll keep you posted. And, and that, like a year went by, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. I could have made a movie in that amount of time, you know. And now I realize how many films don't get made and how long the process really is, you know, of developing things. But at the time, it felt like insane. Like, who are these people? And what, you know, why, why are they just sitting around and, and just talking about it all day? So I thought, I could, I'll go make a movie. You know, I, I had certainly not, um, I'd been actually to Sundance yeah, previous to, to, to going there with my film. And I thought, I've heard all these stories about people making movies for $25,000. And, you know, I, I'll find that money. I'll make a movie myself, you know. And so that's basically what I kind of went off and did. Um, and so that frustration drove me to go make go make a movie. Um, so it was really kind of stupidity of, <laughs> of the you know of the of the of how things are done that that led me to go do what I did. Um, so that's you know thumbs up for stupid people because 
you know, sometimes <laughs> not knowing everything leads you to to go do something. Um, and it certainly was in that in that case. You know, I even went off and I made the movie and then didn't even have enough money to finish it, you know, because I didn't realize, oh, post-production is going to cost this much as well. I just figured it would magically become a movie if I went and shot it. <laughs> um, you know, so I, the learning curve was was big on that one. But uh, I learned quickly. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a good listener and I figured things out. And uh, and got the movie into Sundance, and and uh, the rest is you know what got me here. But um, that's how I, I really kind of made the shift. I went from from being someone in the theater to to I'll do this myself. And and it's been successful for you ever since then. Uh, you know, I haven't had to paint too many houses that's, in between. So, that's uh, good. Pretty good. Do you still go? Are you still writing plays? Do you have you gone oh, yeah. back to the theater? Of course, I go back as often as they'll have me. So, you know, sometimes that's a lot and sometimes it's not at all. You, you know, you do what you, what, what comes your way. Are you working on anything right now? Uh, I actually have, have shot another film that I'm, I'm working on right now um, called Fear of the Night. And uh, I, uh, I had, uh, I just had a short play in St. Louis uh, about a month ago. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm working all the time as much as I can. Um, all in, in productions around the world, but you know, sometimes they're in New York, sometimes they're in Germany. I just kind of go where the you know the the audiences take me. That's that's the way this business is. That's what you've got to do. That's the business. It's a it's a very vagabond business. Yeah, yeah. So for you, okay. So you said you're working on another film. What is that film? You said that you're working. It's on? called Fear of the Night. Is it is it in production yet, or or is it? it yeah, no, it's in the in the post production. Oh, it's in post production. Right Who's in that one? Uh, Maggie Q, yes, is the, yeah. the lead there. So um, that will be coming your way, you know, sometime in the next year. Great, great. We'll look forward to seeing that one for sure. H- how long was this shoot for House of Dar- House of Darkness? This shoot was probably all of about eleven days. Eleven days. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, wow, and and mostly night. Um, uh, it, the irony is, it was all nights except for. Uh, one day, but we spent that day in a mine shaft, so it was still like nights. Um, so that you know, that's, that's a tough way to work. Yes. Uh, it's like work, it's like working third shift, you know. Um, but uh, you you do what you have to do. But yeah, it, it, it's uh, by the nature and the economics of it, it had to be done quickly. And so uh, we got a little bit of rehearsal, and and the rest of it, we just thought on our feet and shot. Amazing! I'm, I'm, you know, I'm actually amazed because I hear a lot of different, uh, a lot of times it's 25 days or whatever that seems to be the average for independent films. But 11, yeah, 20, is, 25 days, but 11 is, is short. That's about the shortest I think I've heard. Neil, you know, that's pretty amazing I've, in itself. I've done, I've done one in eight or nine days before, but uh, wow. this this is right down there with the the quickest. Wow! 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 Um, Nurse Betty. Another yep. wonderful film. Let's talk a little bit about that because that was still early on in your career, and yeah. um, and just a, just a wonderful film. Let's you know, at that point, Renee Zellweger was just sort of starting out her career. She had done I didn't too many leads, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. Still doing more supporting stuff. So let's talk about that casting and what that experience was like doing that film because that is that is a classic that's on many people's list of you know f- favorite films that they they it's on their it's, you know the, their yeah. list of favorite films period. It's a fun one, yeah. It's a, it's such a weird tone that one. 
um, this comedy, but but kind of fantasy and romantic, but bloody. Um, it's it's a real crazy ride. Um, Renee was, you know, that's that sort of make or break. You know, without her, that movie doesn't work. You know, that that kind of fragile, wonderful, sweet but steely quality that she had. You know, she the people definitely said everything from. Oh, she reminds me of Doris Day to, you know, all kinds of things. Um, and she was just the right person for the job. You know, I, I met a couple of really in specifically one other person. They pushed me toward an actress who was very popular at the time and not right for the, the film. And they wanted to pay her a bundle of money um, because, of course, it was a big name. But when she and I met, she kind of looked me in the eye and said, I'm not really right for this movie. And I said, and I knew, I, you know, you're probably better to be honest. And I was like, right. you're right. This is, it's not naturally like the movie that I would think of you. And, and she goes, well, I'm, I'm going to do you a favor and I'm not going to take it because I'm going to save you a bunch of money. And, and she didn't take it. And I said, guys, you've got to look at this Renee Zellweger. She's the right person for the job. And, you know, she came with, you know, a, a, a a payday that was, you know, so small compared to what the other person was, was going to be paid. Um, but it wasn't really about that. It was really about, you've got to have the right person to pull this thing off. I mean, it's in the title. She is the, she is the movie. A lot of great cast in that movie. Yes. Uh, but yeah. it started at the top and it had to be the right, the right lady. And, and she was terrific and easy to work with and, and a lot of fun. Oh, I love her. I just think she's marvelous Me too. in, in yeah, everything I, that I, she does. She's great. Yeah, she really, really is. And in that film, it, it, that actually, that was the film that really um, launched, you know, into more leading roles from there. I think it was, you know, a launch. Yeah, pad. she got a, she got a Golden Globe for that, and and then she was she was off to the races. I think you know Bridget Jones came just after that, and and uh, yeah, she's yeah. she's had a lot of wonderful role since then yes she does she has and then possession i mean aaron eckhart seems to be one of your go-to actors it seems like yeah no, i mean i love aaron i love aaron too so let's, um, yeah uh you know i i put him in some some fun character roles there before that and i wanted him to have one pretty boy role so you know we, we knew he was going to get get you know really uh into shape and 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 work for possession and and he was great he and gwyneth were great together I love Jeremy Northam and um, Jennifer Ely as well. Oh, yeah. It was a really, I'm a big Anglophile and had a great time shooting that movie. One of my favorite books. Uh, it's a tough one because now I look at it and I'm like, gosh, I just, I wish I could have had six hours to tell that story. It's such a big sprawling book. Maybe somebody will go back and do a mini series on it, you know, for the BBC. Um, and, and they'll get to tell that entire story because it was a fantastic novel and and I, I liked what we did but i i always felt like gosh i wish that was a, a longer movie but um to shoot it was a dream spent months and months over in england and and um i saw as i was shooting i saw renee she was overshooting bridget jones and uh that was nice uh and uh it was uh it was it was a real pleasure to go to go shoot that over and, and edit it as well over in england how wonderful, wonderful. Well, Neil, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people see House of Darkness? Um, it's going to be in, in theaters on the 9th and then uh, available on, on VOD and, and in dem- on demand, I think, from the 13th, something like that. 
So, you know, wherever fine movies are sold, as they say, <laughs> um, you know, whether it's on the big screen or the, you know, the, the four inch big screen, it'll be, it'll be somewhere if you want to take a look. Great. Well, Neil, thank you so much. What a pleasure to have you on the show. I look forward to having you back on the show with your next film. I would love it. Great to talk. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on YouTube. Subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review? Drop me an email at thejampriceshow.com. Thank you for listening. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies.